I've had a request for all five, but we don't all know them, so the first and the last verses are the rap tag. <laughs> Welcome to That Option No Longer Exists, the political podcast that trusts no poles unless armed with a tusk of a sea mammal. We are recording on Wednesday the 4th, which is, you know, Adam, I think it's a little bit of a lull in the general election campaign. Yeah, yeah, we're all talking about NATO instead for some reason. It does split the uh, the left of the Labour Party, such as me, John Bounds here, and the uh, old, old right of the Labour Party... Like you, like Adam me. Juniper, over there. Yeah. Like I but, thought NATO was quite a good thing, whereas you think it would be nice to hand white feathers to everyone uh, and generally roll in the red carpet so the Soviet tanks can come in, yeah? I don't think we should be, unless they're um, ecologically uh, sourced feathers from naturally dead white birds, I don't think we should be... Uh, an, an electric-powered public uh, utility tanks. Yeah, that sort of thing. I don't know how these birds work, really. But um, I'm not that... In- I think this is the thing. The right, like you, are very interested in NATO. We don't want to ban it. We just don't give a shit. Well, that's the thing. You see, the thing is that the, the position of not giving a shit is the one that the right has always claimed. We're like, well, NATO is, and our view is, meh, leave it. Whereas we have always felt that the view from the left is... NATO is a military organisation, all military is wrong, we should surrender all of our military, give up and be defenceless uh, under whatever circumstances, because of course everyone's just nice really and nobody would invade if they didn't want to. The main use of the military, apart from killing Irish people in the, the UK for the last however many years, has been essentially strike-breaking. Um or attacking people. I don't really consider the um, uh, defence forces... Helped out are... in the Somerset levels when Jacob Rees-Mogg's house was going to get flooded. That's true. I mean, which one of his that, that might be two, two wrong bits of Somerset. But I'd like to blame I'd like to blame Jacob Rees-Mogg. It was, it was actually uh, Ian Little Granger was the MP. There's a... Uh, who was the MP for where my parents live. And there was... Uh, an interesting little bit in David Cameron's book where you, you could tell he wasn't enjoying having to have regular meetings with Little Granger <laughs> during the um, flooding of the Somerset last year. Have you seen um, the uh, giant slag heap in Rhys Mogg's constituency that just says Rhys Mogg out on it? I, I have not, but uh, good work for them. This is, um, I don't know whether or not the, there are lots of messages, anti-Labour messages up and around the country and whether many Labour signs have been amusingly defaced, but they don't reach me on social media. I've seen a phenomenal sign outside a Conservative club that just says NHS for sale apply within. I've seen the uh, um, Robert Buckland's um, billboard advertisement in South Swindon change to suggest that his name began with an F. I've seen, I drove past that one actually, <laughs> it's very good. Um, I've seen um, a candidate called Ansells change to uh, Ansells the NHS. I've seen, um, I've seen all sorts of uh, ones in our local... Con- it's good to see these have been a little bit more creative. Cause, There's a massive f- Boris I mean, the, the London, one just there? up the road from me... Has a lot of, yeah, it's a bit sweary and I suspect has earned extra votes for Ian Duncan Smith rather than for the uh, graffiti enthusiast who's redecorated his office. Um, there was a poster, I think, that had just been incorrectly folded by possibly incompetent uh, supporters of Diane Abbott, her office, um, that 
<clears throat> rather suggested Labour would do the opposite of what it, its policy suggests. So um, that's normally the job of uh, Caroline Flint or Stephen Kinnock, right? <laughs> well, well, quite. It's more than possible Diana Abbott just couldn't count or misfollowed the instructions when she was hanging. Do I thing. have to pull you up on having a go at Diane Abbott's intelligence? The um, hugely qualified first. Oh, I've got I've got uh, several planned for the. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Mercer had to delete his uh, insulting tweets. Um, the uh, the MP for uh, letting the military kill who they want. So hang on, he can he can have people killed, but he can't say it. Well, he wants to, he definitely that's all his policies, as far as I can work out. He basically says, "Oh, let's not have human rights apply to the military." That's his main policy in a, a dreadfully sensible one nation Tory way. But our local Conservative Club, I wanted to tell you, they've uh, last year they had a, last election two years ago they had a very big sign. Um, for our uh, ex now uh, Tory MP this year this year I've been passed a number of times because I was going to see if it was easily defaceable um, nothing <laughs> they haven't even got a poster in the window and this follows on from a thing that I've noticed on the uh, the doorsteps both around here in Oxford Western Abingdon and in uh, nearby marginals you knock on the doors and we've targeted all sorts of people. We haven't uh, in Abingdon in particular. We haven't been like targeting only sort of Labour likelies or anything. Uh, you get people who are angry at voting Tory, or at least seem angry about the fact that they are voting Tory. You get people who are embarrassed. But they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, you get people who are embarrassed about voting Tory. You get people who quite obviously are going to vote Tory, but they're not going to tell you so embarrassed they are. But I've yet to knock on the door and speak to a person who was in any way enthusiastic about doing it. Wow, well, you clearly don't have enough decent racists down your way. Well, hopefully hopefully not. But um, I did get have one amusing encounter on um, Sunday, which was uh, we were knocking Labour potables in uh, South Swindon, and... Um, a guy answered the door in one of the, the houses um, f- uh, who wasn't the person I wanted to speak to. I wanted to speak to the lady of the house. So he was obviously not a Labour likely or didn't live there um, or wasn't on the electoral roll, which is my suspicion. So he answered the door, obviously having just got off the toilet, hadn't done the top of his trousers up. Um, told me he uh, definitely wasn't, he'd have been a lifelong Labour voter. He wasn't on our sheet. Um, and but he wasn't going to vote for Labour this time because of Jeremy Corbyn, and um, just Lord, give me the confidence of those who are not on the electoral roll, who are not going to vote Labour this well, time. Well, he can be confident he's not going to vote if he's not on the electoral roll. I, I, I do see your point, but there are a lot of people who are not going to be voting Labour because of Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbett, uh, is it Jeremy Corbyn? Jeremy Corbett might be, uh, you know, sounds like someone with uh, maybe the gift of speaking to the masses, which is more than can be said for Corbyn. Oh, we've seen the cues, mate. We've seen the, we've seen the love. We've seen the affection. We've seen the, the, the yeah, nice, um, yeah. None, none of it for the last two years. Well, all, we've seen it for weeks, mate. As opposed to the um, get out of my town, shame on you. Um, things every time Boris Johnson rears his head. We've seen him cuddling people. We've seen them making them laugh. We've seen them hugging and crying. We've seen him talking to young men outside kebab shops and cuddling old ladies have been flooded. And on the Boris Johnson side. Well, you, you use the word rally. I mean, rally's the problem, isn't it? Rally is something you're extremely contemptuous of when it's a conference season and the Tories all get together. 
the point of an election isn't to persuade people who are already persuaded. The point is to persuade people who aren't. Well, I, I guess you want the other... You've upset enough Labour members, you need to encourage Labour people to come out and vote and not vote Lib Dem. But you've also got... There are two, uh, re- the well, there are many really good reasons for rallies, but two of them are number one, enthusing the supporters is a really good thing because those supporters have, and if you you were you know you're involved and you're on the ground, you can see people who've essentially taken three weeks off work to campaign all day, every day, and you've seen people who've taken the odd day off. You've seen people who've given up their evenings and weekends and. You know, on yeah, com- yeah, these are all things I've done yeah, when but, I believed in the leader. Well, okay, but but you need to. We're a you know a party of a half million people. We need to enthuse as many of those as possible to actually get out and get active and and really really put in the the hours. But also, there is people are influenced by what they think other people think. So if you see a large group of people, um you know, enjoying the 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 experience of listening to, to Jeremy or other Labour, you know, leaders and leadership. You, there is a thing, you go, okay, there's, as in um, 500,000 uh, Elvis fans can't be wrong, as it were. You know, there were um, 500,000. But they can. But they weren't, were they? And they aren't there. Well, no. Uh, well, I don't know. They can be wrong about other stuff. Well, I'm not asking you for the um, Elvis fans' position on the um, election. I'm asking you for the Elvis fans' position on Elvis, and they were right about that. And the, they were right about Elvis. They were probably wrong about those aliens at Area 51. <laughs> yes, I think that that's a hundred percent crossover in the um, circles. I, that, I wouldn't be at all surprised. But the so those rides are really, really good. But and you contrast that with Boris yesterday getting uh, shouted out of Salisbury. Salisbury. That's I know he should be on home turf there, shouldn't he? And he, well, it's quite near Eton, isn't it? The man co- yeah. in my limited geography of this bit of the country. Uh, it's not that near, but you could. Oh, you wouldn't want to. It's a it's a big world, Adam. You wouldn't want to paint it. But the um, now you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to walk it, but it's not too far. But the it's you would be surprised, and I tell you, I don't suppose anyone poisoned him while he was there. Well, um, I don't know. I, I bet he didn't eat in Pizza Express or ZZ or whatever it was. Although uh, his mates obviously do. <laughs> I did spend some. So this is an interesting thing. The, it's quite obvious that the the Daily Mirror and a few other people have got journalists who are doing nothing but trawling the sort of Boris Johnson archives uh, for for things he said. I believe you've been doing a little bit of that as well, haven't you? Yeah. Well, uh, judging by your Twitter, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to do, and you can find things that are. Um, quite offensive quite quickly and um, I know people who have got access to um, what's called box of broadcasts which is essentially you can go back and get lots and lots of old particularly BBC TV going back a long way online and call it up if you're in a university library things like that I know Labour activists have spent a long time hunting down things that Boris Johnson has said and it's important that we hold him to scrutiny because the press and the the BBC now aren't doing it, but then the difficulty is, of course, how do you make that break with the, you know, with people generally? Because you can't uh, trust the media to report the things. Uh, blah blah, mainstream media, blah blah blah. Sorry, sorry. Well, we've got to. Well, I actually had an argument on um, on this subject with a with a lad who said uh, 
is he said something that you might sometimes say. Uh, he said uh, we, Labour used to be able to win elections when the press were against them. That's true. And uh, well, only if you go back as far. The, the nearest one that you can make a case for where we won and the press were against us was Harold Wilson. You can make a fair case for 1997. The press came round because it knew it was going to lose. The press came round because Tony Blair flew personally to meet Rupert Murdoch in Australia to offer him whatever soapy titwank he wanted. Well, why didn't Jeremy do that then? Because okay, if, if can't... Right, say we're waking up. December thirteenth, or you know, your your case, you've not been to sleep, um, but you're crying and whimpering into yourself because Labour have become the fourth party or something. Uh, or admittedly, that's unlikely, but it odds on Labour are going to lose now. Now, would you prefer to have won? Okay, okay, leaving the odds aside, then uh, and. Ig- a pig-headed refusal to look facts in the face will see us through. Um, in the unlikely event that the opinion polls are only six points out and Labour lose the election by four or five points, in that terribly unlikely scenario, would you prefer to have won with a leader who'd had a conversation with Rupert Murdoch or lost and spent ages banging on about the uh, mainstream media? Jeremy doesn't spend a long time banging on about. No, he gets other people media. to do it. Other for people, him. other yeah. people. He doesn't. He doesn't get other people to do it. Other people notice it because it's glaringly fucking obvious. But well, to a certain extent, if you are only going to continue with the neoliberal plan at this point, there is genuinely no point in being in power. Genuinely, absolutely no point. If in the equally unlikely fantasy world that. The Lib Dems got their majority. If they're going to, you know, they're going to, oh, we're going to decarbonise. Are you saying, by, it's, oh, sorry, sorry this, uh, it's only as equally unlikely that the Lib Dems will win an absolute majority as it is unlikely that Labour will win an absolute majority. No, I was saying it was unlikely that Labour will be routed as it is that the Lib Dems will win because one of those, because they would sort of both have to happen. For, for one of them to happen but the you know it's if if in the this fantasy sliding doors world um gwyneth paltrow oh, wakes up on the 13th to a it was on the telly the other day to a um a lib dem government lib dem government what is the point of them what are we going to do with our skills wallets they're going to keep austerity harder than the tories are promising they're going to um, I don't know, kill squirrels and try to decarbonise by 2045, but not by doing anything. It's more of an aspiration. So literally, there is actively no point. And for a cent- the Joe Swinson's Liberal Democrats are surely the vision that Clarence the Angel the sort of they're showing us the sort of Potterville of what the Labour left would what Labour would be like if the left hadn't been fighting. Potterville. They're, they're, uh, it's Potterville's the um, uh, in its wonderful life. Um, Clarence the Angel shows. Uh, oh, the thing. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I, I thought the, the, the reference had suddenly switched into a Harry Potter thing that I was unfamiliar with. No, no. So, Joe Swinson's Lib Dems are essentially um, the vision Clarence the Angel shows the Labour left to prove that it was worth fighting. It was worth being alive. 
because that's what that's what Liz Kendall's Labour Party would have looked like. Indeed, the awful sight, and there's, I mean, the awful sight of some ex uh, Labour people on the, the left uh, and the right, and some ex Tory people who were basically pretending to care about this election so they can pick up that 20,000 for uh, not having voluntarily resigned their seats. It's just it's just a sad sight to see. Oh, yeah. Where uh, are Roger, them, Co- Roger uh, Godsiff in Hall Green, for example. The, uh, the number of nurses. I hadn't seen any of them. <laughs> the, uh, What's the name? I've... Um, who, uh, who went up against former editor of The Mirror and general scumbag... And came off worse, which is quite an achievement. Oh, Nikki, Nikki well, Nikki Morgan. Morgan isn't standing. Yeah, I know. So Nikki exactly. Morgan's not standing. But she so, was. Uh, she was another, nevertheless doing TV and claiming well, that 50,000 and uh, 31,000 are the same number. <laughs> so uh, here's a Diane handbrake. Abbott's level of maths there for your... Uh, here's, a ham- here's, a handbrake, here's a handbrake turn for you on this one, Adam. The Tories are right about this. Yes, the Tory. This is the Tories are absolutely, completely, and utterly correct on this one, and that doesn't mean I'm going to, um, you know, not laugh or uh, or share any of the things where people take them to task over it. But they are right. If they want to have fifty thousand more nurses, retaining nineteen thousand of them is a, you know, retaining you know nineteen thousand of that extra amount being yeah, yeah. retained stuff that would normally in, go. It makes perfect sense. I I don't arguing with that. Isn't the, uh, I mean, what I am arguing with is is the way Nikki Morgan presented it, which didn't come across at all well. And uh, the second bit is that maybe, just maybe, telling the uh, EU twenty seven to sod off isn't the right way to go about that. Oh, indeed. I mean, they have no plan for doing it, and they can't do it. But it's that—that's—it's that's almost bad for the Labour Party that the media are running with the—they've lied about it thing. Uh, they've lied about Dominic the, the number thing. Do, uh, Dominic Genius again, is it? Well, no, not at all. But the it is better for them to get into an argument about numbers than it is for them to get into an argument about policy. Uh, we've seen that every time any conservative politician gets questioned on policy, there's a vast hole because they don't have any policy. It it, the, um, it does leave them open to making up some policies on air. Presumably that's the trick of not having any policies, is if your leader then makes any up on air, it doesn't go as badly as if he completely ignores a document that is written down. He wouldn't um very on the um the Andrew Marr interview, I don't know if you watched that, Boris Johnson was claiming that they had got a plan for social care. He wasn't gonna tell you what it was. Uh, it's probably uh, it's probably the very environmentally sound policy of thinning out their numbers. Are you um do you genuinely think that um Andrew that Andrew Neils, this great um interviewer that is gonna cause Boris Johnson no end of problems, do you think that he should do you think that avoiding it is a good is a worthwhile tactic. I don't know. Corbyn didn't come out looking good. I don't think he came out looking bad. Corbyn came. Corbyn came out. You know, making you think. Which was the worst interview I saw in the last couple of weeks? Whereas before then, you were fairly confident that that title went to a certain royal. I d- no. I d- this is this is your inherent uh, bias here, Ed, because um, 
Jeremy's interview was, I don't know, it was all right. It was it was a not a particularly enlightening political interview because the he political interviewer... Across, it wasn't a very enlightening... No, it was because not that's, that's, that's part of the style of Andrew Neil, I think. Um, but the problem with Jeremy is he he makes it very hostile. Well, it was hostile. It's all you know. The please let me finish. No, no, no. Yes, but yes, yes, it is hostile. But the tri- there are tricks to it that other people do seem to pull off, although not this batch by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that make you think <laughs> he might not be that good at do the job. Do you think? Um, and do you think Andrew Marr? is uh, having sleepless nights because essentially the BBC admitted that he wasn't a particularly good or tough political interviewer. Yeah, that's. I mean, it seems very unfair to do that publicly rather than, say, you know, in a review. Like It seems like something that you should have in a quiet discussion at your six-month performance review rather than, uh, you know... In a press release, it's um, it's it's, a, it's absolutely astounding, and I think I've actually got I have a little bit of time for Andrew Marr. I don't think he's a particularly hard interviewer. I think he is, as um, Chomsky called him out on, um, so ingrained into the sort of status quo that he doesn't see the problems with it. Um, as Chomsky famously told him that, um, well, that's how you get a job at the well, BBC. indeed, if he, if he, hell, that I mean, that's how you get through university in this country. If he wasn't ingrained in the status quo, he wouldn't have the position uh, he what he's in. But the um, I've, I've read his uh, history of um, journalism, which is a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal piece of work. It's a really good read until he gets into the sort of thirties um, or forties, and then you're starting to he's completely ignoring the sort of class analysis of the ownership of the newspapers and how they are manipulating politics and stuff which they they weren't as skilled at sort of before that so so does he not talk about the concept at all or does he not acknowledge that the poshos are getting better at it by the 30s no neither he just he um he talks about the the sort of problems for I don't know, plurality of views say or the uh the I, I stopped reading after a while because he oh well maybe he mentions it towards the end it seemed to be it would seem to be a bit late at that point but it was really great on the uh the oranges of the the inkies and uh and things like that but it was um but i've got a little bit of time for him and he he was apparently in his youth a little bit of a red um he certainly uh shifted as he got time for it i mean that's accepted as part of uh part of being uh british establishment isn't it is you're allowed to sort of vaguely feel a little left wing like maybe while you're young under 30 say you don't think that poor people should be shot for being poor so long as you come round to a sensible view about getting rid of the plebs by the time you're a little older that's fine i was going to ask you how you think the election's coming from um I don't know, the the wider Remain Alliance, Remain Movement's perspective. Well, I mean, I, I'm not inclined to uh, mince my words. I think it's catastrophic. Um, the Renew Party, uh, of which I remember, is standing four candidates, one of whom is going against Diane Abbott. Um, and, I, you know, I don't really see the point of it, to be perfectly honest. It's, you know... However few votes Renew get in that area, possibly more than Diane can count, who knows. It's not going to do anything other than take something away from a safe Labour seat. So it's not going to do anything. I think that the 
the Lib Dems are being squeezed by coverage, by having a leader who turns out to be just as popular with the public as the leaders of the other parties. And I think the, you know, change fiasco doesn't look good now, does it? It never did. Well, it's been amusing. It looked, I don't know, it looked a bit hopeful for a while. For the, you know, for us dum dums who it, who believe to to anybody who did to anybody who didn't look at the voting records or histories or intelligence of any of the protagonists, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the protagonists who are the main problem now are the the actual voters. I mean, how many voters actually know anything about the part? You know, other than the name of the party of the people they're voting for. Um, so that's yeah. interesting, and that's one of the reasons why I think Labour's manifesto and and stuff is it works on an on a number of levels so it's why the grand game's so important because okay the labor nationally are hammering the nhs thing which is the right thing to do absolutely the right thing to do but on the doorstep you can talk to people and whatever their problems or their family's problems have been with the, the situation in the country over the last few years labor have got a policy that directly touches their lives and it's phenomenal on the doorstep. It requires a great deal of knowledge and, and, and confidence of the, the people doing the door knocking. But you can pull up a, a policy that directly touches people Doesn't and will make their make lives better. Doesn't just make you want better. to cry. Labour, who aren't going to be elected, have this policy that would be really nice for you. We're going to make your internet a bit cheaper or something or other. Um, it'll be lovely. We'll be nice. It's a manifesto of hope, mate. Then we'll get rid of the military and we'll be invaded. But up until then, it'll be great. We'll be invaded by who? France? Ireland? Actually, I'd put France quite high, to be honest. I would say they would do it for domestic political reasons. Macron's not entirely unpredictable, is he? And I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him, but let's be perfectly honest, I could probably throw Macron quite a long way. Um, although it's, it's a popular sport in the Netherlands, I believe. And, uh, the, uh, you know, broadly compl- comparable military force. Um, and France, I guess theirs is probably still engaged elsewhere as well. I don't know. They they must have some empire legacy as well. And they're still being shitty to a number of people around the globe, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> Although um, they've used a lot of theirs as nuclear test sites. It was interesting, though. I mean, a lot of Labour enthusiasts of the the less moral end of the spectrum i've been looking at you mean you no 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 i mean (laughs) i mean i mean the naughty leftists uh well last time there was some terrorism that really helped corbyn put it out of the bag maybe there was some terrorism this time um and then there was but it didn't it doesn't seem to have done the trick is that the well i don't know i thought i thought it um i the worry amongst people on the on the left both times was that the security issue would play well for the 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 right wingers but unfortunately if you're the incumbent government the security issues looked bad for you whether or not it's affected the election either way it certainly didn't damage um Uh, no the left it hasn't it hasn't done any harm but i think that the poor response last you know the government hasn't made the same response the, the same mistakes this time um, other than the mistakes that led to the thing in the first place. Um, and they can blame Tony Blair for that. I'm sure you'll be the first to say. 
Uh, well, so except they reviewed those um, laws uh, in 2012. Oh, no, I just so meant that Tony Blair, them. you know, got involved in the world after the Lower Manhattan redevelopment. So uh, what do you think have been the big issues in the election, though, mate? Well, and this is this is the problem, isn't it? Because it is a Brexit election for quite a lot of people. And um, Labour are desperate for it not to be. Um, it's, do, you think, do you think? Do you think it has been? It hasn't been in terms of coverage. No, no, it hasn't been because that's. But that's uh, that's the nature of how the coverage works, isn't it? The coverage is. Um, the coverage has to follow what it's given, and Labour haven't mentioned Brexit once, as far as I can tell. Um, for obvious reasons, it plays very, very badly for them. So everyone subtly knows it's a Brexit election and it's one they have only one practical choice. The Lib Dems sort of will revoke thing. Although, I, to be honest, I think it's a perfectly rational message to say, look, if you vote for us, which is unlikely, that's effectively a referendum and this is what we'll do, right? That's fine. Um, that That obviously hasn't worked. Maybe they they were stretching the idea that people were credulous enough to think that they could actually, you know, win. No one thought they could win. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, there's an old, old fact. Yes. No one thought they could win. Everyone thought that if that message did well, that would be a powerful, you know, force in a, in a coalition or um, some equivalent arrangement. And in that circumstance, obviously, they would probably be satisfied with another referendum. The fact that they've got involved in that discussion out loud when I think it was obvious to everyone is is the problem. It's the fact that we can't be intelligent about there being more than two parties in a vote in this country means that it's impossible, you know, and, and it looks like, you know, add Labour and Lib Dems together and you'll have, you'd have what would win but are going to lose thanks to the magic of first past the post. You're you're very pessimistic about this, mate. I think I I genuinely I think the polls are unable to show the depth of intelligence of the um, of the, the the national electorate, and there've been one or two little. <laughs> um, I'm worried that they show exactly the depth of intelligence of the electorate. But carry on. I will have seen some. I've seen one or two really, really interesting polls that local results absolutely, completely um, are different to the, uh, you know, the 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 national picture, and they they show absolute change from them. So the the there are some um, so I don't know. Take Dominic Raab for example. Uh, I'd rather please. not. Yes, exactly. Um, eat. It seems not outside the realms of possibility that a, uh, um, you know, a sort of tactical vote in his seat, coupled with just sheer bad feeling about him, could make him lose his seat. Well, I mean, that would be lovely. And that's a huge, it's a huge swing. But there are, there are but, lots, but you of, need lots of Tories who are... really, really hated Tories with oh, small... Oh, come on, come on, mate. There are fucking loads of them. Well... I, I know what you mean, but... Uh, IDS is I, going to go. I would be surprised if that's Rob true. Rob might go. Um, IDS, is, IDS is 
with IDS is less than the margin of error already. It still has a 5,000 vote majority to overturn in an area which is not moving. Ooh. Hugh Grant Hugh Grant is on the doorsteps against him. Is he? Yes. Well, you know, I'd be up there helping as well were it not for the fact that the... Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know why I'm not. <laughs> Boris Johnson has a really good chance of going. He's really disliked. He's a very unpopular man, but and and they are spending a lot, from what I hear, on uh, the social media in that seat, just in case. But he's not. But he won't go there. He won't. He he will not be seen. He's scared. It's it's phenomenal. Just how I don't know vulnerable they are. And I think we'll even if the actual result is close. We'll see an absolutely decimated Tory front bench. We'll end up with I mean, uh, I, Mark. Francois I know. I understand there. the th- that you know the logic behind that, but if we're looking at a national swing which is slightly away from Labour compared to twenty seventeen, um, I still think it seems unlikely that those you know those targets are going to get reached. I also heard, I don't know if it's true or not, that Labour are moving to a more defensive campaign footing rather than targeting, you know, gains. And what was it? Was the other thing that sort of left me thinking that... Oh, yeah, uh, Professor Curtis was on um, another podcast this week saying, you know, pretty much what I've said is that the polls are largely in the same place the time's running out, that, you know, those changes that Labour have been saying are going to happen because of great campaigning by the leader and that kind of thing aren't happening and not being revealed in any of the the polling, whatever methodology you look at. Yet, you know, I hear from you, almost exclusively from you, that it's fine and Labour are going to win. The polling lags, uh, even in the fact that we don't trust the polls because they do not reveal the full picture. Polling lags by days and days and days. And there is... the, the, the My problem with John Curtis is he's got no... He doesn't understand anything. He only understands the numbers. Yeah, but he does and, understand the numbers and he understands yeah, but, but the numbers those numbers are, are not encouraging this time for Labour the in the way they might have been. They weren't, they weren't encouraging last time. Their numbers are garbage. And it's like that whole MRP thing. You remember the whole computer science uh, phrase, isn't it? Um, garbage in, garbage yep. out. It doesn't matter how much analysis and waiting and pouring about and expert nudging you do with this polling stuff. The numbers are garbage. They they do not reflect what's happening. Well, I I sincerely hope it's true. I just I feel sad about it. In in you know, there was another. There was another thing. Um, I heard an interview on the the Matt Ford's podcast uh, with what's the 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 Labour affiliated party in Northern Ireland that was wiped out last time. Um, the SDLP. The SDLP. Thank you. And uh, their leader was. Uh, just a slip of the tongue, but, you know, he, he said, you know, he hopes that they still have the same Northern Ireland secretary after the election. And then suddenly went, I mean, obviously I hope there's a Labour government. You know, it was just, 
the idea of it is beyond his comprehension let alone I, I think there's just a lot of people are starting to assume the outcome but maybe that's a good thing from Labour's point of view it's I don't yeah I mean there are weird there are weird things so um, maybe this is optimistic but I hear that um, it's possible that Labour could take Banbury um, I'd, for example Banbury's not been Banbury's never been a Labour uh, constituency um, the, the 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 swing needed there is phenomenal but the the the, the sort of the, the door knocking stuff is producing um whether everybody's decided to lie to the people who knock the doors, the door knocking stuff is producing things that make it look incredibly so when you say close. Everyone's lying. You mean the people you're knocking are, are just bit are they just being but they're southerners, they're being Yeah, no, well, right? yeah, maybe they'll well, Pampery's not, not in the north. South, but uh yeah. Yeah, that makes it well, sound Midland. <laughs> The uh, okay, but well maybe no. I've been to Banbury, mate. They're not polite there. The uh, it's it's not normally a, a Labour area at all, you know. And this might be absolute optimism from the people on the ground. But have you we'll got? See. I mean, now well, that's actually a think, point of it. Do you have it? Like, are there a lot of um, campaigners who you'd say are relatively inexperienced? So they hear a few positive things, and they go back going, "Wow, it's an amazing day," or is it mostly? No, that's from that's from that's from that has come not directly to me, but via someone okay, who. Okay, I mean, I just I'm just interested because I mean, it must happen, mustn't it, that you get some people who just utterly misread the experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think we are. Yeah, I know you don't like to, you don't really trust the electorate enough to have many Tory but victories. I'm going to say you have to be. That's the thing. I trust the electorate to do what you know what seems to them like a good idea at the time but yeah but not the right thing but the i this is probably i shouldn't say this but i've had a lot of people contact me as the branch secretary asking me essentially if it's all right to vote labor or should they be voting tactically here and i hope you tell them to vote tactically now now that's hard to give them a. oh no you wouldn't would you i i give them a straight answer well i i don't see what gender politics uh, has to do with it i well, I, t- I, I told them to, i know i told i essentially tell them to make up their own minds um but obviously i obviously that i want them to vote labor i want people to vote labor but the you know what i mean and that's never happened before in my experience people are waking up to the idea that their vote you know that it isn't <laughs> It isn't a referendum. It isn't a straight count. You know that they've got to be smart about what they do. And I think that's the thing that the mainstream media was never going to be able to tell people, surely because of scale. But social stuff and, and the fact that they people, you know, you're in far... You talk about, oh, no, we don't see everybody down the pub every Friday or whatever. But we're in far more direct contact with lots of people these days. Yeah, than we but aren't they bots? I never really and, know. And, and, uh, no, I'm not thinking about. I'm not thinking about like on Twitter or or Facebook or whatever. I'm thinking about you know essentially WhatsApp groups with your friends. And I know sometimes they might tell you the Queen's going to be dead <laughs> in the morning. But well, you know, if you keep <laughs> saying it, you're going to be right eventually. We know. 
Well, as the, as the um, yeah, as, as our mates in the uh, IRA once said, um, uh, the Queen's got to be uh, alive every day. Uh, Gibbo only has to be right once, um, and he'll be uh, he'll be lauded as a as a, a sage of um, uh, Nostradamusian portion, uh, proportions. <laughs> um, imagine making that shit up and then being right. You could, you could make a nice living yeah. out of it for a little bit, couldn't you? You definitely get a tabloid or so to uh, give you some space. And yeah, Mystic Mug. The uh, <laughs> but I, th- I just I genuinely think the um, the the Jon Snow uh, quote from the end of, from the end of the twenty seventeen election absolutely holds. The media knows nothing. The polls know nothing. We know nothing but half the time we we don't claim to know anything um it's that other half where we sound really confident i have should be doubting us yeah always doubt us when we're sounding confident when we're sounding unsure believe us if someone tells you i mean jeremy corbyn to sound nothing but unsure and uncertain when being interviewed recently or just angry that people asked him questions so uh, it did sound a bit. Th- it did sound a bit throaty speaking to Philip Schofield yesterday. I didn't see the Schofield one. Um, I assumed I, he would be a, fluffy a, and nice. Talk um, about he wasn't for a little. He wasn't for a little bit. Um, Schofield wasn't um, obvious Tory, but what did Gordon uh, the Gopher say? Well, I don't know. We haven't had. I do. I mean, the the way uh, Boris Johnson's avoiding interviews, I do expect him to uh, his major sort of eve of polls um, TV scrutiny to be held by I don't know, zig and zag or something, or maybe Sooty, where Sooty's only whispering the questions into his ear so he can answer whatever the hell he likes. <laughs> I think Sooty, Sooty, <laughs> that would be brilliant. I, I would, uh, you know, I would pay to watch that. I think it would be great if Sooty and and then uh, Screek came in with a you know a difficult one, and the uh, sitting prime minister was then foiled, left op- <laughs> his mouth opening and closing in that way it does. Well, that's uh, 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 there's only uh, yeah. Who's Just after uh, Cameron fucked that pig, what did you do? Well, maybe we should um, get Pinky and Perky into interview him and uh, see if they've got any insight. Uh, it's 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 the same as um, he's Nick Robinson's apparently uh, chairing the 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 one on one debate on Friday. Um, the Nick Robinson, the chair of the Young Conservatives, Nick Robinson, Nick Robinson, who was did PPE with Cameron. Well, such that the country has moved on that that uh, that wing of the Conservative Party has all but died. Boris was there as well. He was, but the. But I don't know. The idea that we've got, um, but yes, I know what you mean. The idea that we've, the idea that we've got uh, a, a fair media in this country has been the sad casualty tell you in what, everybody's though, mind. Now. Right? I mean, in a way, Labour Party marching to the left, Tory Party marching to the right. That's quite convenient from the BBC's point of view because they're still, you know, in the middle. If the Labour Party had stayed New Labour and the Tories had marched off to the right, presumably they'd have to sack everyone and uh, replace them with people a little further to the right, or you know, vice versa. They have already done that. Oh, they did it anyway. Yes, <laughs> that explains the, um, everything. Although he's although he's moved although he's moved on now. It was uh, Robbie Gibb for a long while, wasn't it? Head of news, then went on to become May's uh, head of press. Following on. I mean, that's 
So it's odd that he didn't help her out at all. I just think she she was a lost cause. She had very soft coverage. But so I'm take I was going to ask you for a, a prediction in case this is our last record before the big day. Oh. Um but I'm going I, I think I think you can I've guess my prediction, prediction. Uh, and I'll give you an I will say it's 62 seat majority to the Tories. That's bang that's, that's pretty much bang on what the uh out of date uh, MRP thing analysis said, wasn't it? Uh yeah. Well, they okay, said I'm not Okay, I'm not going to predict a Labour majority, but I will say that Labour will be the largest party and possibly by some distance. All right. Well, this is a nice situation because if I lose, I win. Kind of. Yeah, I win. I win big. I've had a fiver on Jeremy's next prime minister for quite some time. The uh, and the odds are sure. The odds, although obviously odds follow the uh, the money rather than the the objective yeah. likelihood, um, but the odds on a Labour majority have shortened rapidly in the last few days. Um, and I the I, the. I don't know. We'll find out just how much sort of like celebrities and influencers and stuff have on the election. So, um, Dua Lipa, who I must admit, I've never heard any of her songs, but I'm aware she's quite popular with the young people, uh, telling her followers yesterday to vote Labour. Yeah. Who's, uh, um, I don't know who um, that is. She's the. Bear she's in mind that 30... it wasn't until like the previous act of terrorism that I'd ever heard of Ariana Grande. So. I, yeah, and just, I know, and this is more based on your age, but the 40 celebrity, uh, Labour supporting letter today was quite interesting, I thought. Um, yeah, well, I, I, say Hugh, I thought Grant, Hugh Grant, uh, knocking I on doors. Hugh Grant was a Tory just because of the prime, you know, essentially yeah, Hugh Grant, when Hugh he Grant, became prime um, minister in love, actually, he was being quite unpleasant about what I assumed was Tony Blair. So he might not have liked Tony Blair. He was a, a mate of um, Tom Watson's. He uh, campaigned with Tom in West Bromwich East last time. Huh. Um, and uh, he's been an advocate of tactical voting this time. But he then went out door knocking with uh, the Lib Dems before he went door knocking in Chimford against IDS. And the Lib Dems put out some tweet. Here's Hugh Grant door knocking with us. Uh, he knows that only a Lib Dem blah, blah, blah can do this. And he said, Absolutely not, you lying bastards. <laughs> um, I'm never talking to you again, essentially. Um, but we've seen today, I know this, this, you know, who's it going to sway really? But, um, James Nesbitt, uh, has been out door knocking for Labour. Um, the hairy bikers were out with Jeremy the other day. Um, well, I, I guess they, they, they would benefit from investment in the NHS. Well, certainly, uh, we all would, but, um, but just, you, I think we're going to get more and more high-profile people essentially getting off the, the the fence now because the election is is such a turning point. Well, there are the one thing that I will say about the polls um, that might you know lean towards you is that that there are a higher degree of undecideds than this time last time. So you know there is something to play for. Well, this, and that's that's the reason both for the massive grand game and the continual hammering of what is the one big issue, the NHS. That's the 
<laughs> if you're in... Oh, sorry. Well, uh, low, I've not had... Uh, no, I say I've not had anybody, but I've had a vanishingly small proportion of people mention Brexit to me when I've spoken to them. I think the thing is, people have fairly settled views on Brexit now. And they've grudgingly, you know, Labour have not successfully associated themselves with 80% of their own membership for whatever reason. But voters have come to accept. Again, it's impossible to understand why Labour think that the stance on Brexit is good politics because everyone agrees that it isn't. Um, Witness that uh, focus group with the people from Birmingham-ish. Focus groups are worse than polls, but go on. It's uh, it's doing the rounds on, on, uh, I think, Channel 4 News broadcast it, but it's it's lots of people who just don't understand. I think Google convincing themselves black is white, and uh, you'll get... uh, yeah, well, it's, it focus groups honestly are worse than worse than polls. You organise a focus group to get people to back up your argument rather than to find out what they actually. Yeah, no, think. but the, well, yes, but the other point about a focus group is to work out where the messaging's working or not, and if the messaging is complicated or confusing, which it is, which it isn't. I I understand yeah. why you think it isn't, but uh, this goes back to my point about the electorate, isn't it? Like, there's a good, there is a percentage of them. For whom it is confusing because it is complex. I don't even think it's complex anymore. It's um. Well, but that's well. So the other part of the complexity is the timeline, if you like. It's changed quite a lot. It, certainly, a lot more than the Tories in the last three years. Well, the Tories are the ones that keep changing the timeline, of course. But um. Well, well, we'll see how it anyway, how anyway, it, how it pans out. But there has been one significant um, problem in the the electorate at the moment um, that not enough of them are buying uh, my Christmas single. <gasps> how dare they not? We uh, had a, a high point when we were in the uh, the low thousands uh, in the charts. But um, have not have not got to those uh, giddy heights again. So if you are listening, there is still time to buy or stream. Uh, must be Corbyn Socialism's coming by uh, Left Said Fred featuring the Tony Bennetts, and um, yeah, and let's see if uh, not only can we send Jeremy to number ten, but we can send that to number one for Christmas, and then it will be Christmas every day. It's on Apple Music, come straight up. Just type in must be Corbin, like you may have heard me tapping into the screen. It's on the it's on the Spotify, it's on the Amazon, it's on the iTunes, it's on the YouTubes, it's everywhere you buy music apart from actual shops. But no one buys music in shops. Fair enough. That's in fact, why, I don't think there are didn't... music shops, are there? I mean there's, there's um, Oxford. There are, there are ones for uh, bearded men to queue outside of once a year. But uh, 
And also, um, I'll link in the in the show notes to a lovely, warm, socialist Christmas playlist for you all to keep you warm as you're uh, leafleting or, or driving to your to your nearest marginal, or just snug against the fire with a load of um, the deluge of Lib Dem leaflets. I'm looking at averaging should, three a day at the moment. You should have some kids. Uh, yeah, not here. My seat's uh, not under contention, really. You should have some uh, kids singing carols and stuff from out on the streets because they've been kicked out of their school halls. I, te- I genuinely think this, that the um, the sort of warm fuzziness and, and goodwill to all men thing of Christmas will come into play in this election. I think it's worth... One to two I, points for that. <laughs> I can say, I mean, I, I mean, I've been thinking it might, but I was wondering what side it plays for. I mean, because I have a lot of bad will for the Tories. That bad will's not going anywhere, though, in fairness. I'm, I'm also not very seasonally affected with my goodwill or bad will. No, no invisible man in the sky is going to affect my views on the subject. Just Adam Smith. <laughs> the um, Yeah, but, but he's, you know, properly rotting somewhere solid. Just to hear it, but he's touched you with his invisible hand. But the um, how those allegations were never proven. I genuinely think that this is um, that that it's that it's worth it, and I think Labour directly have shied away. But you should see, you actually should see some of the leaflets that are going to go through the doors on polling day. Um, I, I well, there's 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 snow and robins. Oh dear, really, and all sorts. I'd be interested. Um, be interesting to compare and contrast. What? How do you think events have uh, affected will affect it? Other than that, so I think so. The Trump visit has uh, has given a, a given life to the NHS narrative, which is will will be good for Labour, no matter how the the media spin it. Um, and then next week we've got the COP starting the um, the climate uh, talks and. It won't be top story, but there'll be a low-level week of news and announcements coming out of the climate change talks, which has got to play well for only for the parties that actually have something to say on climate change. Speaking of, did I tell you I met a candidate for Mayor of London in the last couple of weeks? I can't remember if it was just before or just after last time we were recording. No, no, no. Uh, so I was uh, reviewing um, a drone for a magazine just out in time for the you know christmas season um taking it to one of the few places one can fly these electric rechargeable vehicles in uh, london um hampstead heath Uh, and i was stopped by rosalind redhead which is her name but not the truth of her hair uh who is an independent campaigner on environmental issues and she came up to me angry and aggressive and uh highly unpleasant and uh received i you know the end of a reasoned and rational argument about aspects of the law and uh multicopter use which i think annoyed her because she was hoping to vent and uh send me away <laughs> uh, and was certainly not expecting me to know the rules um that's, that's phenomenal that was it was great um she uh she was quite an interesting person to talk to actually she's uh i mean her main issue is environmental issues and she had uh, been arrested for um uh some you know one of the various london protests of uh what is it extinction rebellion and uh she was explaining how she's trying to live off one and a half 
milligrams of carbon a day or something. Something that means she can't That's even it. take the Eurostar. Uh, but but yeah, no, it's just I was quite interested that there's like a, a real human around the place campaigning. Um, although, and she is mentioned on the Wikipedia page, but she has not got a link yet. So, Rosalind Redhead, That's... definitely track her down, monitor her, but vote for Mr. Khan. I think you can probably safely vote for her if you want to. <laughs> I, no, I don't want her to think that, you know, people want to vote for her. I... That's, um, I mean, talking about uh, the polls and stuff, but if you do believe the polls, that's going to be an absolute landslide, isn't it? Um, According to the most recent one, 45% to Khan. Um, 20-odd to, to Sean Bailey, yeah. Uh, but but Mr. Stewart stealing thirteen percent, basically almost all of that coming from Khan from his previous polling. Well, that's that's interesting. I think Stewart will drop out. To be perfectly honest, when it becomes clear that he's not going to win. Yeah, but uh... I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem to be doing him quite the Boris esque favour. I assume he was uh, anticipating. He was excruciating the other week on Have I Got News for You. Oh God, yeah the um, the the program where they deliberately employ scriptwriters to bolster the right wing case. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, the more you watch it, and you know, and the more we've seen uh, Boris out campaigning, the more aware we are that each record of that show is a three hour session, and we only see the good jokes out of that, you know, in a half hour edit. Um, so when Stuart came across as well as he didn't, you know, he made he made Boris look good. <laughs> Um, and I mean I look forward to uh, Boris Johnson's great railway journeys or whatever he'll be doing after he loses both his job and his party not really I don't really see him as a uh, railway kind of person though do you I mean railway journeys sort of works for Portillo because he he seemed like the sort of person who could manage organisation he might not have liked what he was organising or his plans or something, but he he did at least seem to have a belief in it. Whereas, is the time for him to fly off to be in the Celebrity Jungle program? Because he does like money and attention. It doesn't help that neither of us have ever seen this program, but we're aware of it. From, um, and uh, that that show lost again. <laughs> I'm aware that it when, in Lost they didn't in Lost they didn't come back and spoiler alert they were all dead all along. Uh, a bit like a Christmas Carol then. It's well, you know how if you're a really lazy writer and it was all a dream. Well, the clever version of that is oh, it was all just like that thing you do while you wait to decide whether you're going to heaven or hell. So basically, all a dream. I I won't promise that we'll see you this side of the of the big day, but I'll promise that we'll see you this side. Of Maybe Christmas. we should record as uh, as the announcement uh, results are coming in. If I'm awake, I have a tendency to um, just think I can't change anything and, and go to bed just before ten and wake up in the morning. The um, well, all right. Yeah, okay, fair point. Yeah, it is very hard to change at that point. Although it feels to me like it's been hard to change for a lot longer than that. 
But come on, you've been out there. Maybe you've fixed it. I don't imagine I personally have done anything, but I do imagine me doing all the stupid grunt work stuff that I've done has freed up people to do things that have changed it uh, further on. And you know what? The terrible thing about the election, you know, if I do turn out to be right, I won't have any excuses anymore. You know, I'll have to go join the party again and fix it myself. Well... I assume you can go from having left to being leader in a couple of weeks. Um, it seems to be <laughs> a, a new joiner can stand for most internal elections after six months. So, um, uh, damn it, should have filled that form in six months ago. <laughs> um, well, let's let's. Oh, we'll welcome you back with uh, open arms, or at least with open wallet. The um, <laughs> and yes, so I so, said, yeah, maybe maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll we'll. If you want, we'll uh, we'll do something around the the election. But uh, until then, I'd just like to say solidarity, uh, comrades. It's um, keep fighting because you know Jeremy will, and you know it can make a difference. And you know that you whatever happens, you don't want to wake up on the thirteenth thinking that there was more you could have done. That all sounds right. And whatever my views on Mr. Corbyn. I really don't want Boris Johnson to carry on being Prime Minister, and I would really like to see him have to move much sooner than he expects. Let's um, get Pickford's organised for him. Uh, and uh, you can catch up with any... If you're not buried in election podcasts... Owen Jones's one is very good, by the way. Um, if you're not buried in election podcasts, um, you can catch up on our older stuff at thatoption.co.uk. Email us and tell us why we're wrong. Hello, at thatoption.co.uk follow us on twitter that option pod or just search on facebook for that option no longer exists and you know what the option no longer exists of sitting on the fence make a choice a moral one i'll see you soon and that was john's party political broadcast against the liberal democrats fuck em. bye for now Yeah, it's coming.